I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack. Thank you for joining me on this journey. And today, I cannot tell you how grateful I am for the guests that I'm having on the podcast. Dr. David Erb, he is the owner, him and his wife, Dr. Kimberly Erb, own Erb Family Wellness. And you have heard me, if you've been listening to this podcast for the past few months, talking about how challenging it's been dealing with my wife's health journey. And how being a father of four, dealing with a sick wife, working, (laughs) moving. I mean, it's just been, I feel like I've hit my, I have hit my limit. And then my limit expands, (laughs) as is the case many times when we hit our limits or perceived limits. But many times I've hit my limit. And it just felt dark. It just felt depressed, felt upset. It's also triggered my own childhood trauma with my mom being sick and me feeling helpless and all these different things. So that said, we met someone who met my wife and said, you should go check out this doctor. I hear he does miracles. Well, we went and I can't even tell you how many doctors we've gone to. And we're like, okay, another one, we'll give it a shot. But we go to Dr. David Herb's practice and everything about it was different. And the moment, so we get x-rayed first, by the way, he's a chiropractor that doesn't work on any body without looking at x-rays and showing them to you and seeing where the problems are and different things like that. But he did. And um, he saw what was causing my wife's health issues. And so her very first adjustment, and you'll hear in this podcast, color came back into her face and she was hungry for the very first time. It's just an incredible story. And I'm really excited to bring this podcast to you. And I'm really thankful for Dr. David Erb. And whatever you're going through, I just want to say this before I toss to the podcast, whatever you're going through, as dark and heavy and intense as it can feel, there is light on the other side of it. Just don't give up. Just don't give up. One of my best friends who is in uh, medically retired Navy SEAL. He was a Navy SEAL for 10 years. I asked him one time, you know, how did you become a Navy SEAL? Like, how did you do it? And he goes, it's very simple. To become a Navy SEAL, just don't quit. (laughs) Easier said than done. But ultimately, when we go through these dark times, don't give up. No matter how hard, how heavy, how dark it feels, just don't give up. My brother and sister, there is hope there is healing and you will hear an incredible man in his mission. So I'm honored to bring Dr. David Erb to the podcast and everyone enjoy. Well, everyone, like I said in the intro, my world got rocked um, upside down when my wife got sick and through the miracles that happen in life, someone invited us over for a Christmas dinner. We go over to this new neighbor's house and at Christmas dinner, they tell us about this doctor, Dr. David Erb, and 
we've been going and my wife is slowly getting better. I was jacked up, <laughs> which we before, and I'm so honored to have you on Dr. David. Um, before we got started, everyone, we prayed and, and um, Dr. Herb said, you know, father bless everyone who thinks they're genetically made wrong. And mm -hmm. I always felt that about myself. I always felt like I just, I, what didn't work. I just didn't work right. And I had to outperform, out hustle, out grind to just keep up with everyone else and come to find out, well, there was some misalignment there. So since yeah. seeing you, I've been feeling better. I can breathe deeper. Um, and breath is so important. You know, it's tied to our soul and it's tied to the fullness of God in our life. And so anyway, it's just been beautiful and I'm really excited to have you on. So thanks for joining me. Well, first of all, just the fact that we're on the same health journey together is yeah. pretty cool because, you know, there's just, I mean, I love everybody, but then there's just some people you come in contact with, you're like, yeah, I really like them and your wife and you are that way from day one. So thanks for giving me the honor and opportunity to walk with you. But I, um, just starting out, I mean, we, I haven't been on, on podcasts before. So I've, uh, Kimberly and I, my wife, Kimberly is also a doctor. Uh, we've been in practicing patients for in our 26th year now. So we're 25 years in 26, going in 26 year and um, love it. We've seen tens of that. I think it's 37,000 people or whatever it is. Now um, we started one of the largest, if not the largest chiropractic clinic in the history of the world in Zimbabwe, Africa. We have two clinics here in North Texas. And then we own a company that owns uh, and starts a lot of them. We have 258 or 260, whatever it is now, we're opening constantly. Uh, offices in 39 states, uh, a couple other countries. And we are pushing forward with what I believe is the largest natural healthcare movement on the planet. And, uh, you know, people come in just like you who, you know, thought one way and uh, started, you know, learning is a process, right? So it's, I think the best part of learning is exposure. And then it, people just get exposed to stuff and they go, wait, I was thinking this, maybe that's not completely right. And then through exposure, they get a complete, I mean, full like foundation underneath them of, wow, this is completely wrong. This is actually how things are. Yeah. And then to be able to change their life. I mean, we see crazy stuff, as you know, because I'm hoping that you've been doing what I told you. I said, I told him, I said, um, if you guys are watching, I said, Mac, go in and just talk to people you don't know and say, hey, I'm new here. What's your experience? See what happens. And you'll hear people who are blind, got their sight back and deaf, get their hearing back and Cancer, not that we treat diseases, but cancer and diabetes and asthma and all this stuff gone. And when I say chiropractic, most people think neck pain, back pain, headaches. But um, really what a chiropractor does is remove interference to in how the body works. So the way that God intended it to work is how that it actually performs. And a body that's performing the way God intended is always better off. And so we see some pretty crazy stuff and we don't take credit. We just give it to God and, and uh, work with it. But we can talk about the spine doing that. We can talk about nutrition, exercise, you know, toxicity, mindset's a huge part of that, you know, the ability to hope and those things, which I think is um, something that the world's trying to tear out of people yeah. a lot. We did write a book recently called um, uh, Chemical Religion and Finding Your Way Back to Health. I like, I love this book. I did write the book and I'm promoting it, but I really like this book only because what I think it does is I think it, it really frees people from uh, a tyranny of thinking that they are uh, doomed to disease and and all this. I had a an 85-year-old guy drive up, um, what is it? It's over two hours one way 
And um, he's on five meds. He's 84, right? So most people are like 84. There's, you know, whatever it is, it is. In, yeah. But he's he's diabetic. He's fully diabetic. He's on five meds and reverses all of it off all of his meds. Uh, can't wait to make the drive. I mean, it's a four hour trip. <laughs> and so he's making the drive and then he's really upset. Imagine a, you know, a little... And he's not because I love it, but he's yeah. he's like, I don't know why my friends won't just drive up here with me. <laughs> I love it. So anyway, we just we have a great, great time. And I, you know, I was telling you we're getting ready for this this huge event this week. So yeah. I'm really I'm I'm a kind of person who loves data and loves studies and and those things. So I'm I'm neck deep in research right now, preparing for uh great stuff this weekend. Amazing. Well, I'm honored that you made some time to come on and I'm excited to get this out before the weekend. So yeah. you get some last minute signups. Um, my, my wife, Lauren, so Lauren's reading the book right now and she's like, oh, you will love him. Oh, you guys are so aligned. Oh my gosh. She's like, so uh, the, um, you know, for the whole concept of health, I think people that they assume health looks a certain way. So if we look in the mirror and we're not obese perhaps, or we're not, I don't know, having the, some physical and visible manifestation of a disease, then we think we're healthy. But mm. my wife and I have been on this health journey for quite a while. And we, I mean, not even when she's getting sick, but we just learned about organic food. We met, uh, we became friends with a naturopathic doctor up in Seattle, really cool guy. And he, his whole premise, very similar to yours is that the body tends towards health. Like mm -hmm. if you get out of the way and, or if you, and that's what I love what you're saying. If you're like, open it up so that the body can do what it does. God has designed this incredible. I mean, I've chills saying that just this is the most incredible manifestation of divine love yeah. that we get to live in and be with one another. And, and yet they, and I say they a lot in this podcast, they you know, the, I, whoever listens, like they know it's like dark consciousness, this, the, the satan, the elite, the top of the pyramid, whatever we want to call the, they have to work so hard, nonstop 24 seven in every way, the air, the water, the food, the, the media, the, the airwaves just to keep us down because we are made in the image of God. And the minute they, we get all that stuff out of the way, watch out because <laughs> we're here for it. We're resilient. Yes. I mean, we are resilient. I, I just love it when I have, like I had a lady last week who she, um, she's been in the office now for, ugh, I don't know, 15 years or something, but she came in with her little baby kid then. Mm. And, um, the first time they had a fever, uh, to get to go backtrack a little bit, every time they had anything, she ran. She was trained to be scared, and she took her doctors to the or kids to the doctor, and they got antibiotics and this, that, and the other thing. And what it did was because she went in so much and she got so much medical help. The more medical help that she got, the worse her kids got. And actually, that's that's a uh, that's in the studies too. The more medical exposure you have, the worse your health is. Mm. She um she literally had one of them that was in the hospital for like three weeks couldn't hardly breathe. He was, I mean, it was terrible breathing treatments. And so when they came in, they were pretty fearful, but literally came in, learned what you learned, uh, this kid with horrible asthma and, and infections and lung infections literally reversed it. And she, 
I remember, I remember it was like a month, like you guys are pretty close. And that's like, it was a month in and they'd been so healthy. So they hadn't had any symptoms. And so in her mind, she was like, it's working. They don't have any symptoms. So she's kind of, even though she loves that they're so much better in their color change too, which is pretty cool. Um, she was still judging health, like you said, by how you look or how you feel or yeah. Yeah. Symptoms, you know, symptoms. And I remember the first day I, I give people my cell number because I want them to be able to call me if they're scared or whatever. So I can encourage them. I, I have a very pastoral heart in that. And so she um, calls me and it was on a Saturday morning and she and she's freaked. She goes, just so you know, this is the point where I go. I grab my kids and I go. Mm. I'm calling you because you told me to call you. And I said, sure, okay. So I had him come over to the house and got him adjusted. And um, so I, he had a fever. That's why she was freaking out. It was like 101, right? Mm. I adjusted him and sent him home. Well, she calls me within an hour. She says his fever is 103. Oh, wow. Now, you think she was freaking out before. She is really freaking out now. And I said, wait a second, wait a second. I said, when we move the interference, it's just going to allow the body to do what it's supposed to do better. I said, first of all, we actually don't oxidize viruses until we get up to about 103. And so it sounds like he just hasn't been healthy enough for a while to just oxidize a bunch of viruses that he has. I said, he's okay. I promise he's not in any trouble. Like, and she goes, but they say he's gonna have seizures and his brain issues and like, it's okay, it's okay. So I walked it through, I was on the phone with her like every hour and it was, I think it was like six hours and this fever was gone. And I don't think he had a fever again for like a year or something. It was a long time, but it was because of that, that he actually got healthy. And I remember her coming in on Monday, the following week. And as soon as she saw me, she just busted out in tears. And she said, that was the most freeing experience other than accepting Jesus that I think I've ever had. She goes, because I had so much fear. Like, I just feel like if anything happened, I need to rush over here. And she goes, I just have so much more faith in their little bodies and in my own that we have, we're equipped. And I just, I'm thinking there's so many people. In fact, I don't know how many people are watching this podcast. There's so many people that are so bought into what they think and the world have they, the construct that they have built, which they've been taught to be able to be built like that. Like um, you have to have, a, if you have to have a fever, you have to take something for it. If you have this, you've got to take that. If you've got to do this, if you've got that, it's like, it's, all these things, and we think certain ways, and we think that there are our ideas, but a lot of times it's just things that we've been indoctrinated with. And the reason that that book was so important, I've been teaching it for so long, but we only put this book out, our first, very first book last year after 25 years of practice. Mm. It's because it, there's just so many things to unravel and so many things to unindoctrinate people with that um, it would generally take me about five to eight years to have enough conversations that I would feel like, because I, st I still have patients that, you know, under a decade of care will, will ask me a question and then walk through something with me and go, man, I wish I'd have known that from the beginning. I'm like, yeah. So that's why for me, the, the book is so important. And um, the cool thing too, is the book is um, it's nonprofit. So like all the proceeds of the book, I don't even know. I've told you this. No. All of the proceeds, 100% of the money that comes in on that goes to build a healing sanctuary, if you will, a hospital. But we're not calling it a hospital because of legislation that has behind that. But a healing sanctuary that will put other hospitals out of business, basically. Uh, it also goes to a, a law group called Stand for Health Freedom. So it helps us as citizens of the U.S. 
be able to make um, medical decisions for our children and ourselves without the interference of governance um, and um, goes to help uh, what's called the justice reform, which is a, a, a place here in uh, Dallas of a mercy culture church where they're helping people come out of, um, you know, human trafficking, which is awesome. So um, all that goes to that. And so we actually, yesterday, I don't, didn't tell you this, but we looked at 126 acres uh, up in Denton, which is North, North Texas, awesome. uh, looking for land. We haven't closed the deal on that, but looking for land to build that hospital, of course, again, not to use the word hospital, but um, healing sanctuary uh, to begin that process, uh, organic regenerative farming that will feed the hospital or, uh, or sanctuary, all of those things, because we're approaching a time where I feel like we're going to be needing that like yeah. never before. Yeah. And um, the time is now. Yeah, the time is now. I've been feeling for and everyone that listens to this podcast, I share a lot of the journey, but God has been showing me for the past three years, this wall of water that goes to the heaven. I can see it and it's curved at the top, but it's flat. And then on the other side, it's straight down and we get premonitions we can see because it's translucent mm. nuanced to what's on the other side. And I've been asking God, what is this wall of water? What is this? And every time he says, first comes truth, then comes healing. First Ooh, comes truth, then comes healing. And what he showed me is this wall of water is going to fall and wash and literally every power structure, institutional order, higher, everything's going to get washed away. We are, you're talking about the human trafficking, the hybrid creatures that they're making below ground. I mean, literally the amount of brokenness and evil and pain and trauma and everything's going to get exposed. Yeah. Also, it will be the great humbling of humanity for finally, once and for all, God resists the problem. give us grace and grace into the humble. He is waiting to give humanity grace, but he's not going to cross our will. So when that truth comes and we all like, and so first comes truth, then comes healing. It's no different than the model you're talking about. Here's truth. Mm-hmm. Now comes healing. And there's there's so much I want to talk to you about. That's um what did you did you when did you decide you wanted to go into chiropractic care? Like what was that journey of your purpose and your passion growing up and what did you think you were going to be versus when did God show you the gifts that you were going to uh, maximize? Um, it's a, that is a convoluted story, my friend. <laughs> it is, it is, good, it, good. it is one that involves uh, lots of pride, arrogance, mistakes, mm. and, and grace basically. Mm. So uh, I mean, I love Jesus. I'm sold out. Like, I, I don't know if you want to throw it into a denomination. I just love Jesus. I don't want a religion. I want a relationship and I love the Holy spirit. And I want all the, every gift, not one of them or a couple of them. Yeah. But I was raised Mormon and then got out of the church at, at 12 because my parents said, I don't have to go if I don't want to. And then I went off the rails mm-hmm. like nuts. Now you combine that with a little bit of intellect and a photographic memory school becomes easy or is easy and um grades are i mean i don't have to work at all so combine a little bit of intelligence that now allows for laziness Mm. and my ability to get into trouble (laughs) so i went nuts i went to college with like a a hall pass for mischief basically and um uh, 
just burned my life to the ground, ended up in a ravine on my parents' land, still drunk by myself, burned my life to the ground and said, God, if you want it now, you can have it. And I literally heard an audible voice and he said, I'll take you up on that. And um, not too long later, I started working at an emergency room and um, it was the busiest emergency room in the entire United States when I worked there, which is weird because it's in Muscovy, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was nuts. It was absolutely insane what I saw there. And I, I was doing stuff that I had no idea uh, just a nurse tech could do. I mean, I had my hands inside of body cavities. I was doing chest compressions from the, the curb all the way back as we we're trying to save lives. I mean, I took people to the morgue. I held decapitated bodies i mean i dead babies i mean i it was some crazy stuff that made me want to go and become a doctor and then uh seeing some of the work that that needed to be done i was like well maybe i'll do something else i'm not sure Uh, a friend of mine was getting into chiropractic which is funny because he never became a chiropractor but he's the one that Mm. told me i should go um again grades have always been good went to chiropractic school and God just showed up again. And so, um, met Kimberly there. Um, she was graduating. I was just starting. There's this gorgeous doctor. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> kid. Give you an idea. I'm in cut off jeans that she calls Daisy Dukes, no shirt and playing hacky sack. And she's in this dress suit. She's like, who's this goober? Yeah. Anyway, uh, hit it off. I married, started a clinic, and um, that's so. I was still in school when we started a clinic, and um, I go down with a heart thing. So my heart went to 240 beats a minute and started doing it all the time. It would stop for two seconds at a time, and um, we go like anybody else would to the cardiologist, and uh, he says I need heart surgery right now or die because if I leave, I'm probably going to die. Mm-hmm. So they're going to take me from that room to do surgery, and I said no, like I was not in my plans for what I had. I didn't want to take the drugs the rest of my life. And so walked out and that's when we started having some friends call us, talk to us about, now here I am, she's a chiropractor. I'm on my way to becoming a chiropractor and we don't even know about chiropractic. Wow. So we, what we thought chiropractic was, was some form of neurology and changing pupil diameter and palatal paresis and all these different weaknesses and reflexes or pain management. And then I had someone come along and say, you need to check this because the nerves to that come from this. And it wasn't even from chiropractic school. And I remember thinking, well, it's so weird. So ended up getting the x-ray and sure enough, I mean, eight minutes of looking at the x-ray, you could see it. Like literally there was pressure on the nerve going right to my heart. And this guy didn't want to just, um, you know, crack my neck or something. He wanted to change the position of the spine so it changed the function of the nerve to the heart and and um Kimberly was a big part of that and they were just like listen we're not going to keep you from having surgery but if you don't fix this then it doesn't matter how many surgeries you have because eventually this heart's going to shut down so that's what we started doing and literally that was the beginning of chiropractic because it was oh. two weeks and my heart completely flipped it's never skipped a beat again it's never done i never had surgery never taken the drugs and then uh, Kimberly's had her own testimonies and her own her own journey but uh that's what started so then when we got out we started a clinic actually we started a clinic while i was still in school mm. and then for us chiropractic never really was about solely like my back hurts or my headaches those are all expressions of this underlying interference whether it's you know again could be spine or could be heavy metals or mold or yeah. nutrition or lack of exercise or whatever and so our whole goal was 
you know, when someone comes in, let's figure out how to actually get them healthy. So my thought was, you know, almost nobody comes to chiropractic with the mindset that I just described, right? right? Everybody comes in with something else. And so to convert them from one way of thinking to what I just described has become kind of my life's artwork. Mm. Uh, and some people are further down, uh, I don't know, a, a road than others. And some are, some are further down close to way I'm thinking, the way that I think. And so some people are easier to convert because they're kind of closer to it. And then some are a little bit harder, um, more ingrained, you know, old dog and new tricks kind of thing. And you could be an old dog at 28 as it's 84, but um, literally it just, it's my life's work. I believe now is getting to the hearts and minds of God's people to really help them understand what they've been equipped with. It's kind of, we're not mechanical at all. Uh, we are living animated flesh that is, Yes. completely encircled with the body, the mind, the spirit, and it's inseparable. Um, but if you look at it in a mechanistic view, it's like we're living in these suits that are almost like these Tony Stark uh, Iron Man suits that maintain themselves, that are just amazing. They maintain themselves through that mind-body-spirit connection. And chiropractic really, as far as the nervous system goes, is just the, intercon it's the interconnected where all those three meet in the middle. Mm. Uh, it, and it's it's what allows people to really live successfully is it the cure-all for everything i don't believe in a cure-all for anything unless you're talking about jesus mm. but that that also involves eternity and so there will be some perfecting that can't happen until then but i do believe that when we start mixing ourselves into this um through our quote genius our intelligence all the rest and start producing solutions which involve things other than the way he designed every time, eventually you will find it will not have worked as good as if you done it the, the way that God intended. And we could talk about chemicals. We could talk about what happened with COVID recently. We could talk about what everybody thought about these vaccines. We could talk about um, medications in general. I mean, I, I um, started this new thing on our Instagram page. It's called pharma fact of the week, PHA pharma fact of the week. Um, I, I just do it on, cause I have photographic memory. So I just, they asked me to do something and I named it pharma fact. And, uh, like I was in the airport headed to, uh, headed to Orlando this last weekend for the sonar and, uh, just did it while I was walking through the airport. Yeah. 59 seconds has to be less than a minute on Instagram. And to give you an idea how excited and thirsty people are for truth, you said truth comes first and healing. Yep. We got a quarter of a million views in that in like 36 hours uh and it was all it was was showing people that if you take a statin drug or cholesterol drug that you're gonna have dementia mm. like it's just how that works or diabetes and i did all that in in this short amount of time so again giving people truth and trying to walk them through and then also walking people through symptoms because symptoms are never fun you know negative symptoms are never fun um however some of those things are kind of necessary, like the fever I just talked about with the kid. Um, some of those things, you know, have to. I, I um, cut these three fingers off uh, eight months ago, uh, and they sewed them back on and put pins in them, and I was never supposed to use my whole hand again. I almost lost my whole arm because I listened to the doctors. Mm. And then started getting adjusted, removed the interference, and then did these things that I put protocol together, and then my hand's moving again, and I just took up piano. But, like, I do have – I did have – 
but I did have symptoms. And what I, what I realized again, going through my own testimony again is, you know, symptoms aren't necessarily a bad thing. Symptoms are sometimes symptoms are what tells our body to bring in healing to an area. Sometimes symptoms are what increases blood supply. Sometimes uh, symptoms change uh, the pH of the, the interstitial environment and all these different things. And you can say the same thing about your life too, right? Your marriage, your relationships. You know, James says in one, two, he says, um, count it all joy when you fall into many trials because those trials create something. In fact, he calls it patience or steadfastness. He goes, wait a second, let that have its perfect work. So then in the end, at, when you get all through all this, that you whatever that was trying to produce, you're going to be complete in that. And we don't want to call bad stuff in. And I don't want any more hand pain than I've already had. Right. Right. I want, I want everything that God has for me and my family. And I want everything that God has for people and the families around me, whatever that means and however we have to get there. Man. Well, a couple of things I want to share that it, people listening, one of the things that is different, my wife and I have gone to chiropractor, we've been to chiropractors before. And my wife was a professional cheerleader for a sports program for four years, assistant director. And then, um, got in a car accident in 2018. After that, went to a chiropractor every single week for a year. And, and I like the guy as a good dude. And I, uh, would go see him when my neck would constantly hurt. I just like wake up with like horrible kink and it wouldn't go away. And I was like, kind of move it. And I'd go to work. People are like, how you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> you know, I, I don't look it. Um, but the difference was with you guys, I mean, massive, lots of difference. Um, but you take an x-ray <laughs> so we can all see together hey, here's what's going on versus just let me just, you know, like we say, cracky and racky or whatever, racky and cracky. Um, so that's a massive difference. But also just you're talking about steadfastness and one of the fruit of the spirit, there's nine. And nine, I've been playing with this. I'm fascinated with the Bible code and, and numerology. In 2020, you add that up two and two, you drop the zeros, adds the four. Well, four is the number of divide in the Bible. The first time the word divide was ever used was in Genesis 1-4. God divided the light from the darkness, 40 days of fasting, 400 years of Malachi Matthew, 400 years of captivity to freedom. There's four is always the dividing number. And so 2020 is the great divide. Boom. <laughs> Choose a side, you know, it's Joshua calling out everyone, choose you this day whom you will serve. Yeah. And this word right below, so the nine, why did I get a nine? Nine is this interesting number. Whatever you add to nine reverts back to its original number. So hmm. four plus four plus nine is 13. One plus three is four. Whatever you add to nine goes back to its original self. So you have nine fruit of the spirit and long suffering is one of them. In this whole concept of suffering, it's like our whole Western culture, all of the propaganda and the media, and it's like, don't suffer. We can solve your suffering, which leads to suffering. It's such a sick lie. But if we can come back into this body, trust, first of all, that we are wonderfully made and go through this. I would say faith. Yeah. Yeah, That's right. That's it's like. My, I had a graphic designer design. These are all hand-drawn. I know. I love those, by the way. Isn't that cool? And faith and long suffering is right under faith. There's no accident. But those things cannot be separated if we want wholeness. Faith, trust, and to suffer long so that we can be made whole at the end of this journey. So 
It's so good. I'm telling you, it's so good. I don't like suffering. Um, I, I, nobody does. Like yeah. I, like, and you're a husband and I'm a husband. Like, you know, if I have like even something a little bit, it's like the worst ever. And my wife's like, really? Is that bad? Exactly. <laughs> but like, when I cut this off, I, I, how I did it was I was backed over by a boat. I was out uh, surfing with my son. Mm. It um, should have killed me, but it, it, the prop hit the hand so many times there wasn't bone in one place. And so they said the bone growth and healing would be inhibited by anything I could take for pain. And so I literally cut my fingers off and never took one thing for pain. No over-the-counter, no prescription meds, nothing. Now I was up for almost to some degree nine weeks without any sleep. Like I would be up all night. I was like a ghost in my house, and I would just sit and rock. It would be worse at night, and I would just sit and moan and ache and moan and cry and moan and cry. But can I tell you, man, the personal growth, the intimacy with the Lord. It's funny. The more you talk to somebody, the closer you get. You will talk to the Lord a lot when you are suffering, and. Uh, you know, you think about it, when does apostasy happen? When do we fall away? We fall away when things are abundant and good and great. There's no pain and everything's at ease. I don't have to think about it. Like, um, you know, the church gets smaller um, when it's going through seasons of abundance. Mm. And the, ch the church always grows stronger and larger through persecution. Why is that? Isn't that amazing? Mm. Um I, I do not want to call negative in at all, but I can tell you this. I believe in a lot of ways we're going to go through uh, a season ahead where there's going to be more growth. There's going to be such a renaissance. Yes. You know, you said it like this wave coming down with truth is going to wipe out so many, you know, ideologies and yes. things that have set itself up against what the word says and, um, you know, the way that people live and the way people think. And it's going to, it's going to, wipe it out, wash it out. Yes. And people are going to be left trembling, yes. you know, metaphorically naked and going, yeah. okay, well, you're God and however you want to do it. I'm telling you, we're approaching. And I think everybody can kind of feel it a little bit. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Um, you know, I was watching Johnny Inlow today. I don't know if you watched what he came up with today. Um, and uh, he was talking about there's a season and it's a, um, it's a uh, rescue mission. He said a lot of people, a lot of prophetics have come out and said that, uh, you know, the end is near and, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is why and this is how and so on and so forth. And he's like, no, I, I truly believe this is a rescue mission. And, he, and, and the stuff that he keeps coming out with, and, and I, we follow lots of people, but he just keeps on coming up real clear on things. I'm like, I believe the rescue mission. I, I, I believe that uh, rather than headed home yet, we're going to hit a time at least in a, an extent where there's going to be uh, grace and there's going to be um, yes. an Eden type of time yes. and followed by, you know, the Antichrist, et cetera, et cetera. But it, I think we're going to go through this time first. Uh, and it's going to be really good for those who are completely tied into and following hard after Jesus Christ. And I think the ones that aren't are going to get a hard season and a wake up call. Mm. So and I think we're already seeing that with excess death increase and all the rest. So, it's a, it's such a, it's, it's an amazing time. Um, I'm not even sure this. So 
astrologically, we're entering this age of Aquarius that the, the clock's about to strike midnight, whatever. And we're going to switch over to this age of Aquarius, which is age of water. Mm -hmm. And what is water? Water is life where there's no water. There is no life. And what are they looking for off planet? They're looking for water. Why? Because if there's water, there's life. And so this whole presence of water and it's interesting. We're, we're leaving astrologically the age of Pisces, which was the fish. And so Jesus sent his disciples out by two to be fishers of men before Pisces was Aries, the Ram, which is what Judaism is when, when, uh, you know, Abraham's about to sacrifice Isaac and there's a ram caught in the thicket. And God says, okay, here's the sacrifice. Prior to um, Aries was Taurus, the bull, which is why Moses was so angry at the Israelites for creating a uh, representation of the age they had just left. It wasn't mm -hmm. that there was this golden bull. He's saying, we have left Taurus. You are now in the age of the ram. Blow the shofar, the ram's horn to awaken the trumpet in everyone. So it's like, Human nature wants to hold on to these times past as opposed to fully being open. I mean, there's no accident. They could have killed Jesus anyway. You know, God could have chosen what's the physical manifestation of how I will die on this cross. You know, it could have been closed up, could have been, but it's just open, open, open. And where we're going, it's like those who can trust and those who this, I say it all the time, the most ignored word in the Bible is a three-letter word, and it's the word all. We like to read Psalm three or Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It's trust in the Lord with your heart. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Lean not into your understanding in your ways. Acknowledge him, and he'll direct your path. And like, okay, yeah, I can I can cognitively process that, but that's not what it says. Trust, trust in the Lord with all. <laughs> all. What did Jesus say? Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one, and thou shalt love the Lord. All. So what is this all and water and I, in the season that we're in? And also what's fascinating, I find is the Bible, we read it, we read it chronologically left to right, even though in Hebrew, we read right to left, but we're reading it as this time is progressing, but you get the revelation 22 chapters and it starts at the end, essentially of the book of the Bible. And it goes back in time so by the revelation chapter 22 we're back in the garden and the rivers of water pour forth mm -hmm. so it's when you're talking about your wholeness the healing center it's almost like god is saying hey remember when i said you can have it all dominion over the earth subdue the wild i give you free will live thrive rock this place one thing don't do just don't eat what I've commanded you not to eat from and you'll, you'll live. You're fine. And God, I think is bringing us back to this place. You said naked, you know, it's like the Laodicean church. Hey, I'm, I'm good. I'm need of nothing. And she's like, uh, hello, you're wretched, blind, miserable, poor and naked. And, yeah. uh, did you eat of the fruit wherever commanded you not to eat of? Did you listen to another voice rather than mine? Oh, there it is right there. I mean, he goes, he calls into Adam. Where are you? Adam says, I heard your voice. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you you were naked? Did you eat of the tree or ever commanded you not to eat of? Two questions. Who are you listening to? That is not my voice. And did you do what I commanded you not to do? And remember, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. So it's all about going back and listening. And I think 
man, talking to you and being in your presence. And by the way, I went everyone this morning, Lauren and I went uh, to the chiropractor this morning and had a great uh, session. It's so beautiful because I really see the manifestation of God's, you said grace, mm-hmm. his love is outpouring that who says it's the time that it's ending. I don't know. I don't feel God saying that. I hear a lot of people in the church saying, I hear a lot of eschatology uh, eschatology and prophecies of doom. Mm. God? God says, just hear my voice. Exactly. Alignment, heal your body, read the truth, and you will be. Hey, I want to be found when he comes back. I want to be found, not waiting in a corner going, see, I told you he's here. I want to be found. Yes. doing what he has me doing, mm. bringing his kingdom the way he wants me to bring it. And in the middle of swinging a hammer metaphorically, of course, <laughs> yeah. he told me to build. And then when he goes, that's good now, I think I'm, I think I'm going to be better off literally in the middle of working on something he told me to work on mm. rather than sitting back, absent, waiting for him. Like, yes, yes. There's just, there's a, there's a heart posture. And when it says wait on the Lord, I don't think it's like um, wait, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. I think it's like a waiter at a restaurant. Mm. What else can I get you? What else do you need? Anything else? That's well, good. Anything I can bring. Like I want to be waiting on the Lord. I'm just waiting for Him to ask. I'm waiting for Him to to say so that literally I can just go and do that thing and be found doing and moving when He comes back. And I, I'd be rather be found in that. So it's just awesome stuff. That is a good word to wait, to be a waiter, to serve. Just like, I just feel like I've got a little, I got a little something on my <laughs> Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, there's a lot of people that are, are hurting right now. There's a lot of truth, you know, you, your book, um, what you stand for this podcast there's a lot of truth that's out there and it's been ostracized or shadow banned or or hidden or whatever um but all the people out there that that, that did for whatever reason whatever choice they made take something in their body that wasn't the mm-hmm. you call it what it is i don't know i don't know how you put this on but like i put it on youtube i i've yeah but i mean that took it whether they intentionally thought it was a good idea or were forced to mm-hmm. what's the message to them because i know there's a, i know there's um hope out there still there's so here's the thing that like all my family took it you know not my personal like wife and kids but like my parents did my sister works very closely with fauci mm-hmm. uh, they're good friends she works with nih mm-hmm. uh, her whole family did uh, we did have some family. I have lots of really close patients who are, I call really good friends who they would never see their grandkids because their kids said they wouldn't ever allow it unless they took it. There's a lot of people that happen to at the grandparent age. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, now what have we seen? We've seen a lot of crazy things. Uh, you know, I, I was going to work at one point in time and I heard at least eight times different people, different associations with people who just passed away suddenly without any health issues. Mm-hmm. So there was one, I mean, at least a week there where it was eight and eight. So I, there's two shifts in many of those days where there would be 16 different people that had died suddenly 
um, without any health issues that someone just walks in a the room, they were standing and doing something and they walk back in and they were gone. And so there's a truth to that. Mm-hmm. So there's truth, but I also believe in a supernatural healing. Like I believe that, you know, that nothing catches us our our God off guard. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what did he tell Moses when he gets to the Red Sea? Uh, hold your peace. Wait a second. Wait a second. Don't lose you. Don't get freaked out here. Hold your, what's in your hand? What did I give you? And um, I think that there is at the same time, there's not uh, either or, I think it's both. And mm-hmm. there is um, a reality of some real consequences that are taking place in that. And I also, at the same time, think that there is real and visible full manifestations of God's healing power. That's miraculous. That makes no sense. Mm. Um, and I've already seen that. Like when I went to Zimbabwe and we had a clinic there and it's still there, but it's, it's um, with all this craziness in the world, it's not like I want it to be, but uh, we were seeing so many people come in with full blown AIDS. Every third person has AIDS life expectancy for uh, men is 36. I think women's 34. Uh, and um, there's not antivirals or, horribly expensive there. And so people can't afford it. People are starving to death. It's the, basically the most, it's the only failed country in the history of the world like this. And uh, we open a clinic there and we're seeing so many people with AIDS and they go and when people are doing studies and stuff, they don't charge them and they want viral counts. And so people come in for viral counts that are people in our clinics. I have a ream of paper mm. of people who had, um, full-blown AIDS or uh, HIV who now have zero detectable viral loads because they actually were under chiropractic care without any medications or anything else, which is, I think, one of the reasons it shut down. But so my point is God can change the blood. God can change it. Like um, we're looking at live blood cell microscopy right now in people that have made that decision one way or the other and literally seeing living blood change. And, um, we have uh, a, a pastor in the area that actually wants to start a study and pray over her people who decided to do that in her, in her uh, church and get before and after uh, live blood That's to cool. see the Holy Spirit. Literally. That is cool. um, and so I'm, what I'm saying is for, for everybody out there, like it's, it's not a death sentence. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not. I don't believe it. Like there's never been an emergency meeting of the Holy Trinity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like never. Right. And so um I just believe that we have what we need. And also I believe that a healthy body adapts, which is which is why chiropractic and health is so amazing. You adapt to cold, you adapt to to strong and, and harsh environments, you adapt. You know, if your body intakes something that causes it to make something that is a pathogen, then I believe the body's gonna see that. It's gonna begin, even if it takes a process, it's gonna figure it out because the body always figures out a way. And so it's figuring it out. And right now, what, what did you see? You saw all this excess death and it's actually coming down. Do you know why it's coming down? Because the thing that's inside people that's actually making pathogens is actually now getting eradicated on its own. And just like you started this broadcast out with, it's like even when the whoever they is yeah. tries to really wipe everything out, it never works as good as they want because we're so resilient because we're so fearfully and wonderfully made that it adapts. And what you thought you were going to get away with, it's body just adapted to that too. And so, um, anyway, so for those people, I would say seek help, but seek it with people who aren't, aren't moving people 
to purchase things or do things out of fear. Mm. Right? Like I never want to be considered the person who's going to say, well, if you took whatever, whatever, um, you need to buy all this stuff and do all these things. And it's going to have this price tag. If you don't do that. Yeah. Everybody's, you know, there's lots of excess. Like if you move out of fear, you're basically walking right into the thing that you don't want to walk into anyway. Fear is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. But if you move towards hope, which is what I believe that God does for us, it's what his word does for us. It's what Jesus and his blood does for us. Mm. Um, it's, it's not about law. It's about grace. Uh, but grace without works is dead. Like I believe it takes action, but I think it's action and hope. I always try to motivate patients with a carrot out ahead of them instead of a whip behind them. And so I think it's a better motivator. I think if people would go after what they really want in faith, you'll always arrive at a better place than you would if you're trying to escape something. And for anybody that's watching that needs some encouragement, uh, run after health, run after, run after your body adapting at hundred percent, which is why we adjust the nervous system, run after a leaner, stronger frame, run after the way that God intended this thing, which is fearfully and wonderfully made to adapt and to, to heal and all the rest. And as you, as you go, you know, it's, I like the uh, story of Jesus and the lepers and he tells all these lepers, go show yourself. Right. Uh, and as they went, as they went to show, like they turned around, I can imagine as a leper going, man, I'm still covered in all this. Like, what am I going to show them? But it was, I'm just going to start taking steps that direction. Cause that's what he told me to do. What else am I going to do? And as they went, all of a sudden it healed up here and then it healed up there. And then I felt this heal up and then my legs looked like they healed. And the closer you get to where he told you to go and what to do, the more results that you find. And I believe it's as we go in most of the things, but you have to be following what he tells you to do. So it's just good stuff. So for those that are need some encouragement today that took that step and maybe regret it, um, walk away, cut yourself off from the regret, just fully embrace the grace that we have and start walking where he tells you to walk and get some help from people like us. And you know, we have, you know, what is it? 260 offices throughout the country and uh, go find somebody that just can pray with you and love on you and lead you in hope. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm so happy to do this podcast with you and <laughs> let's do some more. I got, I got, I didn't, I didn't get into any like crazy stuff today with like, yeah. I was going to you- talk about hypertension and I was going to talk about all this other stuff. We'll get into another another. Yeah, day. yeah, and this is such a, a such a beautiful. Um, it's it's beautiful, and uh, I'm gonna put all all the links, everything in the show notes. So everyone, if you're watching on YouTube, Rumble, or if you listen on any podcast platform, make sure you go to the show notes. Um, your vision. I just want to close with this because I what I teach is so. It says in Proverbs where there's a lack of vision, the people perish. But it also says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so what I teach is where vision, it, the order goes vision, hope, healthy heart, thriving life. But what the inverted way is the world is saying, we'll touch your life by maybe touching your heart to hopefully give you some hope. So someday you can have a vision for your, like, where are you going to go with this stuff? It's totally inverted truth. And so vision, and, and I just want to hear from you and, and, so everyone can hear what's the vision that you see us moving in. I know you touched on it, but just one more time, the healing centers. And I think the food, the sustainable, mm-hmm. like I, uh, that new, new, uh, naturopathic doctor who's saying only have fruit when it's in season where you live and only honey 
grown in the local area because those pathogens, like you, the bees know, so your body's going to adapt. And I'm like, this is mind blowing stuff. So health and sustainable food and all these things. Um, can you just close as we close this podcast out, share your vision for what you see for the whole healthcare system for what you want to build. Cause I think people that listen to this podcast, I know there's people that can help and support and, and get on board with it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so just, just real quick, share the <laughs> Just a quick, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, with that pressure in mind, um, it's, it's pretty simple. It's like, you know, healthcare needs, it needs an absolute reformation. Uh, re- reformation to me is, you know, God made something he formed, right? Through his spoken word, he formed something. You mentioned the, the, the garden and Satan and then the fruit. Well, by doing that, Satan spoke and we took the bait, right? And what God formed, the way he formed it was deformed. Mm-hmm. And it that's deformed. This is, like, it's what it is. Well, to make something the way God needs to have it is to reform what God formed that was deformed. And so... I believe in a healthcare system. I believe in the power of God. I believe uh, the way these bodies are made. I believe in loving people to want to help and the kindness of the human heart to come in fellowship next to a person who's in suffering to walk alongside of them and out of that. Mm. What I don't believe in is I don't believe in a system that is um, the biggest cash cow, tyrannical, most oppressive spirit in the face of planet earth today which is pharmakia um i don't i don't believe in the fear i don't believe in all of those things um i believe the things that we deal with now we're dealing with because it's a it's all consequence of the decisions we've made to do what we've done so far um you, what's the number one cause of death to people who are dealing with the diagnosis of cancer it's the treatment of cancer it kills more people than cancer does. and you go through this, it's like it's on and on. So what, what is the big vision? I believe in reformation. And I used to think that I'd be able to do that through um, a charismatic lead into politics. Mm-hmm. I used to think that I would be able to do that through um, a change at governmental level in um, whatever licensing and awesome. at, at the educational. And then I started realizing, you know, I was reading this morning in Mark uh, 5, 6, and 7. And he, he pulls up at a shore and the first guy that meets him is a guy who's been breaking chains, who is demonically possessed and not by one demon, but by thousands of demons. And they said there were so many, we call ourselves Legion and he drives him out. Right. You know, the story and um, long story short, all the pigs dies, 2000 pigs that died. And um, this guy has had his whole life changed. And I, I know, cause I, I know what it feels like to be saved. And the only thing he wants to do is be with the person that saved him. And Jesus actually tells him no. And he says, go tell all your friends and go tell all your family. What most people don't know about that story in the Bible is it doesn't actually say it specific like this, but the next time that Jesus rolls up, okay. um, When Paul comes through that area, when Paul comes through, guess what's there? A well-established believing church of Jesus Christ. And the reason for that is because one person decided to share their testimony. 
So now what I know is the vision, the only way the vision is going to happen, it's not going to happen through legislation. It's not going to happen through politics. It's not going to happen through education per se. It's going to happen through each of us telling our story. Um, I don't need a double blind story to tell me that adjustment to the neck will change a heart. I know that because it happened to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody is so focused on, I want to see a data. I want to see the science. I want to see the studies. And I believe those should exist. I don't think we should be in the absence of that. Mm-hmm. However, um, I show you one study, you'll show me 12 other ones. It's like, you just go back and forth, but you give me your testimony about your marriage or your faith or your salvation or your health or whatever else, you can't combat me. You can't come at me with anything else because it's my testimony. And so what I believe is the vision for me is that we have so many people that are sharing their testimonies, that we have enough affluence and that has to be finances Mm -hmm. to purchase tracts of land like this 126 acres up North. And then even more expensive than the land, which is pretty expensive, is to build an entity, a building, brick and mortar, not just do this online, but brick and mortar where people can fly to, where people can exist and stay, that will involve everything from hyperbaric oxygen and chiropractic care to, you know, regenerative farm, including bees, by the way, uh, (laughs) organic, uh, done with the most I'm working with uh, Jordan Rubin, who's a, a good mm. friend. He actually has two farms now, 40,000 acres and 200 acres in Tennessee wow. and, and uh, some, some actual regenerative organic farmers here on how we do this and how we do that part. And then um, there's a, there's history of a chiropractic hospital. Uh, it's called Spears chiropractic hospitals in Denver. Mm. Uh, you can go on YouTube and check that out. Uh, it's like an eight minute, 36 minute uh, second video. And there's also a 28 minute video. And it's going to be much like that. And it was on the, the, the cutting edge. And, um, you know, right now we have a pretty big clinic and a smaller clinic uh, not too far away. But we have people that fly in from other countries, fly in from other parts of the, the country in the U.S. And they'll stay for a week, two, three weeks. And during that time, they get prayed for, they get loved on, they get quality nutrition, they get adjusted, they get all these five essentials that we talk about. And then we see, I mean, see people leave healed. We, I mean, I just talked to a guy the other day. I hadn't seen him for a long time. He flew in with MS after 28 years of MS and, and uh, was getting so bad. Comes in, stayed every single day of the 28 days. That's interesting, 28. I don't know what 28 means, but 28 days of February. I adjust them every single day, even my weekends, which seven times four, seven being completion. Perfect. Come on, that's what I'm talking about. The divider, so it's the- so he goes home and has no MS. His MS is completely gone. That's so. Amazing. So what I see is I see people coming in like that. And then uh, I see a lot of these popping up around the country. And here's my thing. If I, if we can get somebody healthy again at a, a, a one, one thousandth of the cost of an actual hospital, I will completely put clinics and hospitals and medical thinking out of business. There'll be people in medicine right now carrying luggage at the airport. Mm-hmm. And uh, literally that's, that's my vision. Here's the other thing. Um, I sat down with uh, head of Blue Cross Blue Shields for the state of Texas one time, and he didn't really want to talk uh, at first. And they said, yeah, I'll talk. So I talked for an hour. And at the end of my whole grand plan and my vision, he said, it won't work. I said, well, I have all the data and the research and you have all these people. He goes, yeah, he goes, but you're asking me to have 70% of the medical community put themselves out of business. And he said, can you see how it won't work? And so, uh, yeah. There's a little change. We also have to change the uh, healthcare industry uh, for insurance. 
And so I'm working right now to um, working with a billionaire out of Florida to create a MediShare program that would include the cost of medical insurance and a whole year of chiropractic care, all for less than what you pay now, because people under chiropractic care spend 70% less per year on healthcare than people that aren't under chiropractic care. And so lots, of, in fact, I think that will partly fund the hospital as well. Mm-hmm. So I got lots of grand ideas and okay. it's going to take a lot of God's people and a lot of vision to do it. And um, I'm just excited because I want to be found working when it gets back yeah. to do yeah. just that. Dr. David, I'm so glad you came on and I'm so thankful yeah. I know you. <laughs> I met you. And, um, I'll just share quick testimonies. We wrap up that the first, my wife was pretty much on death's door. I could see her back ribs. I mean, she lost so much weight. She looked like, I mean, we all, it's been an intense journey. She couldn't get out of bed, but the first adjustment she got right where she needed to get adjusted color came back in her face for the first time in I think four or five months that I had seen. And she was hungry for the first time in about that time too. And so God's doing amazing work through you and your mission and your heart. And, um, you know, that ravine, we should probably go make a monument back on that farm wherever you were found on your parents because God, uh, God definitely heard that prayer that day. And so I'm thankful for you. And, um, God bless you and your family and your practice. And, and I'm excited for the journey that we get to walk together. It's going to be beautiful. Hey, we've got a lot of big stuff to do. I can't wait to see what God's going to, going to develop here. We're going to be on again. Let's, let's come on for you guys that are watching, uh, look for some future ones and we'll, we'll hit topics and we'll hit, yeah. uh, cause there may be people watching that need encouragement in this area or that area. And we'll, We'll hit diabetes and we'll hit cancer and we'll hit, you know, ADHD and kids and we'll hit thyroid and uh, sleep problems and all the rest. And we'll, we'll come back and, and uh, you, this is your thing. So you just call me and I'm, I'm down anytime. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I told you, (laughs) it was a beautiful stories, stories of miracles. And Dr. David and I are going to do another episode. Actually, when we got off this was like, let's get into specific topics. I'm really excited. And Dr. Herb, thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing your heart and your, your mission. And um, I'm excited for what God's doing in this world through beautiful souls that stand for love and freedom and healing for all mankind. It's such a beautiful time to be essentially God's hands and feet. And so I just want to thank you for coming on everyone. I'm putting all his links in the show notes, go check them out. Even if you can't um, go visit him, obviously in Texas, find one of the practices that he's affiliated with or buy his book. My wife, Lauren's reading the book and she absolutely loves it. So enjoy my dear brothers and sisters. I love you. Everything is going to work out. I promise everything is going to work out. I know how dark it's felt. I know how heavy it's felt. I know how I use the word excruciating talking to a friend, excruciating. It's been excruciating. And no matter how dark it is, light is equal to the darkness. And remember I shared on the podcast one time I was shown God said, Darkness is not a counterforce of light. In fact, I have it right behind me in a quote. Darkness is not a counterforce of light. Darkness exists in the absence of light. And night exists to remind the day of its power. Darkness exists to remind the light of its power. For the minute the sun chooses to rise, darkness bows in honor. It is our job to choose light. It is our job to walk 
in the love of God. It is our, not only job, it's our right. It's our birthright and we get to. So when it feels excruciating, when it feels heavy, when it feels dark, when it feels scary, when it feels hopeless, hold on to that light and love and truth, beauty and goodness inside you. And I love you all. I bless you all. I am Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com. <music>